My man, D. Charles, you're on the vent, buddy. How you been? Good, good, man. How you doing? Dude, I'm so good. And I mean, I don't know, man. I'm good, but I'm not like at the same time. I'm I'm having uh, a lot of emotions, man. Just to be real, you know. Hey, I I hear you. I definitely hear you, man. It's uh, the world is it's crazy. The world is crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's getting any better. Yeah, I hope not. But I mean, or I mean, well, I I hope so, but I think yeah. not. Let me, you know, I kind of messed up there, but I hope so, but I think not. Like, I hope it gets better, but I think it won't. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, man. It's, it's just like we're stuck, man. Everybody seems stuck. You know, let's get on that here in a minute, though. Let's uh, let's talk about um, you, man, and your background, like where you came from, and how you wound up in the Marine Corps, how we met, that kind of shit. Let's talk about some of that, and then we'll we'll roll. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, I'm I'm born and raised on the south side of Chicago. But like Southeast, you know, I kind of moved around a lot. Yeah. In Chicago, you know, a lot of, you know, my mom was, uh, you know, she was single, single lady, you know, single mother doing, doing her thing and kind of bounced around different place to place. But, uh, you know, a lot of rough areas, man, I grew up in. And, um, you know, I was fortunate and enough to get out of that situation. Uh, and, you know, I ended up joining the Marine Corps because it was something that, you know, I got a family. I got a family full of military people. So, like my my mother, she was a uh, you know national guard in the air force. Uh, my uncle, uh, he was in the air force, and my other uncle was in the marines. And then my my brother, my oldest brother, he he ended up joining the marines. So I kind of just followed suit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, like Chicago, just it almost felt like you know I could feel every day was like you know rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Getting on the public trans, you know, coming back home, it was just like a roll of dice. You never know anything could happen. And even though you're not like, uh, you may not be completely affiliated within the gang, if people watch you get off a certain stop at a bus stop or, you know, see which neighborhood you're coming from, they're automatically going to assume that, you know, you're you're within that gang territory. So or you're, you know, part of that gang. So yeah. I guess I always felt like uh, I had to be a part of something. So yeah, I ended up joining the Marines and, you know, changed my life. Never expected the the route I go while I was in. Join the best gang in the world, bro. <laughs> that's right. At least that's how a lot of us feel. You know, that's right, man. Yeah, dude, pretty crazy, man. I, I mean, we've shared a lot of time together, and we've talked a lot about Chicago and specifically the South Side of Chicago, where you're from, and to come from that to where we served together in the Marines, and then to do what you're doing now. I mean, that's a it's a pretty pretty special journey, man. I mean what you did at HMX is not like a, it's not something everybody gets a chance to do. And, uh, it, it sounds like it's hard to make it out of your area unscathed, you know, like avoiding even just guilty by association in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And it's, uh, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, you know, it, even, even dealing with the segregation of how Chicago is, you know, like it's a very diverse city, but you know, every, there's a lot of segregation going on there. Yeah. You know, we talked about it before, you know, how how it was, you know, you, you can be one block up and that could be like a Polish area. But then, you know, the, the next block over is a, you know, black area. But yeah. if you're walking just even though it's a block away, if you're walking in that neighborhood, people are going to look at you strange. And I just find that funny. You know, this was that seems real wild to me, man. That seems so old school, like exactly. old, old, like like in the days of like Ellis Island old where you went to a certain neighborhood basically because you had to. Um, that seems so old to me, like such an old way of going about things. I know like New York city is kind of that way. I mean, I got a buddy of mine that's on here all the time, but 
he's never really said it's that bad. I've read books and shit like Colin Powell, Southside Jamaica yeah. Queens. Like that's you got guys like Colin Powell and Fifty Cent come from areas like that. Donald oh, yeah. Trump came from an area like that. You know, one side is Jamaican immigrants, the other side is Jewish immigrants. You know, it's like I think it's still kind of that way, but man, it's you see the way you describe that town. It's like it's pretty wild to me. Like, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. Like, I don't understand why though. Like, how did that? Do you know how it happened, or is that just how it's always been? Man, you know, just growing up there, it just seems like that's just how it's always been, you know. And um, but right now, you know, uh, there's a lot of areas that used to be kind of bad areas, but now they're kind of changing it. Yeah. And more of the the you know gang violence is being pushed to the suburbs, you mm-hmm. know. But I haven't, you know, I haven't lived there in, in such a long time, man. Since you know yeah. 2010, you know. But I came to visit every now and then, especially we went on work trips there. So yeah, and I was able. To, you know, touch, but touch the city every now and then, but I don't know. It's just, I think this has just been history of Chicago, just the way it, you know, it's, it's always been this way. Man, Chicago's such a tough place, man. Like, how do you feel about like the news about Chicago? Like, you man, know, it's, that's your hometown. It's, there's a lot of bad shit that happens there. I don't, I don't even really understand why, like what, oh, what, yeah, what about Chicago makes it so uniquely violent? You know, like, it's sad to see, man. I see it all the time. It's crazy. Like, it's it's like it's just you know the, the youth, man. Like it's like the young, the young kids don't have structure, you know. So it's like, you know, you got they're just dealing with a lot of you know. Shoot, man, you can even say PTSD. A lot of people are dealing with PTSD and yeah. you know anxiety, and and then they're you know dealing with the 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 poverty part, you know, and the struggle and not having like someone to necessarily look up to. Yeah. And you know, it's, there's just no guidance now, on top of that. You have, you know, like the gang, the way the gangs used to start, it was, you know, the gangs was for, you know, positive, you know, for, for, for the community, you know, and then it turned, it just flipped upside down, you know, once, once drugs got involved and then, you know, shoot, man, people are fighting over females, you know, so it's, you, you can name anything. Yeah. You know, just the other day, man, there was 18, shoot, 18 uh, shootings or yeah, something like that. Since Memorial Day, there's been 50 murders and like around 250 shootings. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, and it, I, I, grew up, I grew up in an area uh, called, uh, they call it Terror Town. So, uh, you know, my, my, my building was uh, on the 75th in Essex. So I was like, we call it Terror Town there. And it was, you know, it was, it was terrible, man. It was like around south, the southeast area. And then I moved around from uh, around that that area was, uh, you know, Black P-Stones and, uh, you know, Black Disciples. And, you know, a few, you sprinkle some gangster disciples around there. Yeah. Then you got the four kind of hustlers that's around that area, too. And it's just all that, you know, one block may be control of, you know, GDs might be on one block. And then the next block is Black P-Stones. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah, man. I remember talking with you and, and thinking to myself, like, you know, I, when I met you, I had already deployed to Iraq, but I was thinking about like a lot of the Marines that you were around, like they had never seen anything, nothing, you know, like, and you've seen more probably even than I did when I was in Iraq, man, just like living life, trying to, trying to get out oh, of, yeah. of just like, uh, I'm not talking about like IEDs and shit, but like trauma, you know what I mean? Like crazy shit that happens just in a day to day. I mean, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't understand Chicago. Um, I don't understand, um, why it's so uniquely violent. I mean, I know Baltimore kind of had its day for a while. Obviously, New York City had its day. It just oh, yeah, it seems wild to me. Like, I got a buddy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he works 
uh, he works in Chicago's ATF. And I mean, it's, it seems like a fight that's never going to end, you know, just trying, oh, yeah. trying to keep guns out of the city. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Man. Just, I think, I think like a good, another good idea was, you know, which I see like a lot of, uh, you know, rappers that are coming up that came up from that area. They're trying to like build the community up. Like, uh, there's a rapper named, uh, he's actually from the same area I'm from, uh, and you know, the terror town area I was telling you about. Yeah, uh, he grew up, you know, a few blocks up on 79th in Essex. Um, but you know, they're trying to build communities and, and you know, like build like a YMCA or build a better, you know, buying schools, CPS schools that shut down, mm. and you know, make programs for kids so they that way they keep them out of the streets a lot more. Just find alternatives, huh? Yeah, exactly. Because you know, a lot of them are just yeah. I there's, mean, there's nothing to do. Yeah. I th- I feel it's either nothing to do or, or like you said, the poverty. I mean, that can push people. I mean, dude, if if I had to, if if I was struggling to feed my kids, I'd do a lot of terrible things. I think a lot of people would. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna let your kids starve. Uh, just in general, like people people will find a way, and if that means doing some nefarious shit, man, people will do it. You know, like exactly. When, I mean, no when poverty is a lifestyle, you know, then. Uh, doing what you would otherwise consider unacceptable becomes a part of your life. You know, it's just asking. I mean, oh yeah, exactly. I've, I've done, I've done some things, you know, just to, I don't want to say fit in, but more so to, to make a, make a point to not be, you know, yeah, to not be fucked with, you know? So it's like, for instance, man, I remember we, we moved around a lot, but you know, I used to walk around the neighborhood just to get my face known and people would see me coming to and from getting off the bus. So eventually, you know, no one really messed with me. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to make sure my mom and my sisters were safe. So if they see me with them, you know, mm-hmm. I would, I would kind of, you know, associate myself with the, the wrong crowd, if you, if you will, yeah. just, or just to make sure my people are safe. Damn. So, yeah, man, I remember, uh, man, I, you know, we got evicted from our home on 75th in Essex and, uh, we, we moved, you know, a few blocks up on 79th in Essex. And, uh, that was, you know, like kind of like the hot zone of Terror Town, yeah. you know. Uh, and we, I stayed with my mother, one of my mother's friends. She was in a nursing program with, and uh, man, I remember just being out in the streets a lot, you know, on school nights, and just <laughs> not really being able to focus, you know, because I'm dealing with living with a, living in a place that I used to live for thirteen, you know, fourteen years, mm. and all of a sudden I'm boom and you know life's changed and now i'm living with someone else and at the time my mother was I w- my mother wasn't even living there with us and man i was sleeping on the floor you know she was a hard worker so i you know i, don't, I put no blame on her at all it was just you know life happens yeah I mean, see that that's a question I, I would have you know um dude i i didn't i didn't grow up the best man i mean but i know lots and lots of people have had it plenty worse but so you said your mom was working. Like, what? How? How is it that? Why is it so hard for people to stay afloat in Chicago? Like, you know, you hear about people having like multiple jobs and shit. Like, what? What is it about that area that's so difficult to to rise up? Man, I would say there's probably you know a number of things. Uh, you know, once she was once she was a single mom, you know, we had you know she had uh, you know four kids and. Uh, you know, trying to balance, balance, you know, working and trying to be home to be a mother. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, but to go back, 
to go back to what you're saying, you're asking pretty much how is it, why is it that way? I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to answer that question, truthfully. Yeah. Um, all I can tell you is just the experience that I've, I've dealt with, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's wild. You know, but, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about, they call it, you know, Chirac out there. Oh, and um, like shy town, <laughs> like shy town, but Iraq. Yeah, yeah, exactly, shy Iraq, and crazy. Man. And it is for a reason because the statistics are saying that you know there was more killings and shootings there more than it is in Iraq. Yeah, and so you know I've I've been shot at multiple times before the Marine Corps. You know, yep. so it's it was kind of like when I signed up for it, I was like, hey, you know what, whatever, whatever come, whatever happens, happens, I can deal with it. Might actually feel safer sometimes, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, dude, I, so I did one trip to Chicago, and I, I drove through the city quite a bit. And um, mm-hmm. They ain't lying, man. You know, like the shit you see on the news, like tough town, bud. You know, like oh, yeah. tough, tough town, man. It's just uh, you can just tell. You know, I've been in some pretty shitty places in the world, and you can just tell it's not a, it's, it's not a hospitable place to be, certain parts of it, you know. Oh, not at all. Obviously, obviously, every city has these, like, rosy gold, little areas that everybody loves to talk about, you know, and then there's sort of these dirty secrets on the outskirts. Every city has that. Um, but what you hear on the news often, because people love to highlight Chicago, um, it's true. You know, it, it, it's a tough place to be, man. I don't, and that's, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, um, why do we keep turning a blind eye to it? You know, and I, th- I, every time Chicago comes on, man, I think about you all the time because I know you're from there and then I know you, I know you love it there, but it's like, it's almost like a, you can't go home either, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Like, once you Worth it. Once you step foot, you know, once you step out of that out of that zone, you know, it's – you can't really go back. You know, you're not – it's crazy. It's almost like you're not welcome, you yeah. know, because there's so much hatred, man, around there. So, do you they, know, people might – Like, do they hate on you for making it out kind of thing? Oh, yeah, man. I went back to, uh, you know, old, old area on the low end of Chicago where I was – where, you know, I kind of, like, um, built – built the name a bit more for myself out there. You know, I used to work at a, a barbershop right on the strip yeah. of 47th and King Drive around that area. And, um, you know, it was like a strip full of like, major, like you know, major stores on the south side. Like uh, they had a city sports and another store called JB's. But uh, that was like the, that's where everybody got their Jordans and stuff like that. Uh, but um, yeah, man, I, I went back to that area and, you know, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, people are looking like, man, you know what, you, you, you're different, you know, you're different. And, yeah. and, and, you know, not that I ever, I never put myself like I was above anyone, you know, but uh, it's just that, you know, when you make it out and people are, this, you know, are stuck still. Yeah. I, I could, I could see where there's resentment, you know. But, yeah. I've always just wondered though, why they could have made the same choices you could, you did, you know, that's all I, I ever ask is, I feel like, I guess. you know, I feel like people, I don't know if every single person could, um, but I just feel like there, I mean, I feel like some people, I, th- I feel like people have options, you know, I don't know. But Oh, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, and, and as for me, man, like my, my mother was very strict, you know, she was very, very strict woman, you know, at some point, you know, she couldn't tell me when to come back in the house and, you know, I, 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 I reaped the, the, uh, the, you know what do you say? I, I reap what I sow. Yeah, you know, for right. not for not being in the house when she told me to. I, I've, 
you know, but she was very strict and she was always on me. So I wasn't really, I really didn't have the space to, you know, to, to give in so easy. Yeah. And, you know, once, uh, once she realized I was getting into the streets a lot more, you know, uh, it's kind of weird, man. Cause you know, you, a 14 year old in Chicago could be looked at as a man, Yeah, you know? And, and, you know, I remember when I was working in the barbershop, I was helping her, you know, pay bills here and there, you know, cause I was, it was, it was kind of like a cash paid job. Yeah. She had to sign off and, um, um, yeah, you know, it, it, I was kind of already feeling like I was a man, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, what I wanted, to, what, what I was saying is what, what we get at, man, I'm, kinda, I'm sorry, man, I got, I kind of went in the loop. Dude, I don't even know. I'm just listening to you talk. <laughs> I'll edit it out. No, I, I don't know, man. I think we were just talking about, um, like people can make the choices that you make, you know, like. Like, well, how come, how come yeah. you found yourself in the Marine Corps and other people didn't? And so okay, like, yeah. when you go home and I, I don't know if I ever felt resentment or not, but like when you go home, sometimes you're not trying to be on a pedestal and people put you there anyways and then hate you for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also what I was saying is pretty much saying like some people just don't have that guidance is what I was trying to get at. And I, I think I, I naturally had that ambition to like get up and go, you know, go get that job at the barbershop. I seen that, I seen they were opening up the barbershop. I was like, you know what, let me go in there and sweep some hair, make some, some cash. And, uh, yeah. you know, I got, <laughs> well, that was, I got, I got tired of wearing the same shoes at school and getting made fun of. So yeah, I went yeah. to make my own money. You, you know? always, so, I mean, I met a lot of people from Chicago. I'm only, I'm closest with you, but you always did yeah. a little different, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like you just seemed like you had a, uh, wiser smarter head on your shoulders you know i had to man i had, I had to be wise i had to move different because you know growing up i always had to keep my head on the swivel everywhere i went yeah that's a know? lot of living a lot of living from zero to 14 you know what i mean like all of a sudden to be paying bills and shit and you know i i sort of experienced some of that i wasn't paying bills but i was definitely got a job and tried to do things for myself like I was, i'm there with you you know that you do a lot of living man that early man it, it showed it showed in uh it showed in your character when I met you. That's for sure. Yeah, thanks, brother. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you and I connected almost immediately. Like, oh, we did. Man. We spent some time. You know, um, I don't know, man. I had some experiences, dude. Like, um, just like coming up in Okinawa and all this stuff. Like, you know, I grew up in a predominantly like white neighborhood or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't ever, I didn't really question who my friends were. Regard, you know, regardless, Native American, Puerto Rican, whatever. I never cared. And then it only, um, it only got, you know, that only, I only expanded those feelings like as I came in the Marine Corps and I just stopped looking at people as being different and looked for potential, you know, like yeah, super important to me, like, especially as a leader, like when I became a leader and, um, I can tell you right now, like if I would have looked at you as being like different for me, I would have missed out on so much. You know, like we've had so many good conversations. I've learned, you know, even though I was a sergeant or whatever, like I learned so much from you, your experiences, you know, um, how to talk to people, how to, how to talk to, um, even, even people like subordinate at the time, like how to talk to them like humans, you know what I mean? Instead of like just some kid, I can make mop a floor or whatever. Like I, I just wasn't about that. And I mean, I don't know, man, I just feel like we connected early and I've always been thankful for it, you know? Oh, same here, man. I feel like, you know, I definitely feel the same way. Like we connected and um, 
you know, it was it always felt like I was relaxed around you. Not not in a not in a sense where I didn't do my job or anything like that, but you know, more so of like I felt like okay, you know, the connection is there yep. and we can speak to each other like men and you know and learn from each other, you know, because I always looked up to you. And, and yeah, we um, there was a level of respect I feel like with us that was, um, you know, necessary because we were in the military, but also um, special and important in my opinion, you know. And it, yeah. I think I think it paid off later on. We were kind of talking about it the other night. We don't have to name names, but oh yeah, <laughs> watch the. Were you Lance? You were Lance Corporal at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Getting ready to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were close, but you almost floored a corporal, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm the sergeant. Like, and I knew I knew exactly if I let it go, like what would happen. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I knew exactly what would happen. Like, it, you know, um, somebody somebody would have got beat down. And it wasn't gonna be you. You know, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I remember, uh, like, fuck, man. Like, just having to, you know, take take sort of control of that. But I feel like um, our relationship was at a point where, like, I knew what was happening. Um, I think you knew I had to do something, you know. But at the same time, like, um, without having to say it, like, I think you knew I understood what was happening. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, oh, yeah. like, you know, I didn't have to like play the game and all that shit i think it's just crazy situation but you know well i think you i think you knew you knew my character naturally you knew that you know usually i'm not i wasn't that way so you had you you realize that there had to be a reason for me to react that way uh you know with that person so you you know because yeah i remember you asked me like look man you don't you don't do stuff like this so so what's really going on and i had to you know i had to break it down to you (laughs) yeah i mean that started you weren't even my student man that just started from us meeting at the schoolhouse because I was there helping other, other instructors. We, we shared time, you know, we rode in the, um, I don't know how other people did it, but when I rode with people in the Humvee, man, we we would do miles, man, miles, miles, miles. Like, and, uh, oh, yeah. I feel like we rode one time and then we connected and then I kind of feel like you just kept coming back. Like you kept winding up in my truck. I don't know if we rode a couple times or what, but you know, yeah, yeah, it, was a, it was a few you know, times actually. Yeah. You just wind up connecting with people, man. I always made a point to try to talk to people and, um, just get to know them and, you know, find out what, what they were doing, what they wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It paid off though, because later on, you know, we were able to do some good things and absolutely. You know, actually you were with me, uh, on my first trip, man, when we went to Kansas city, remember my buddy, my buddy passed away. Yeah, I remember that, man. I remember that. We went to, time for you. we went to that bar and, uh, had a little shot for Curtis, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. Crazy, crazy times. Crazy times. And I was what year was that? I was in what 20, 2013? Yeah. Yep, 2013. Yep. We were in Kansas City. <laughs> crazy. I wasn't even supposed to be on that trip. They asked me like the uh the Friday before. We left like a Monday or something. And then it just it put me in a position to be able to go there and say goodbye to him. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. All times, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Like uh, while I was in the Marine Corps, a lot of people I grew up with in Chicago, I would, you know, every time I went on social media, people I went to high school with, just dropping like flies, you know, like from gang activity, drug activity type stuff, or what? Yeah, gang, drug activity, you know, uh, some some stray bullets, you know. So it's just stray bullets. Yeah, it's just the way the way it works. That's crazy, man. I've been pulled up on so many times, and you know in Chicago just for looking like someone else or someone thinking that I'm someone else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
dealing with that. <laughs> That's crazy. You just got to keep your head on the swivel. Like by people or cops or both or what? Oh, man. Man, both. 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 Absolutely both. I remember, uh, man, one time I, I got a crazy story. Uh, one time I was, uh, so I had a, my mother, she, even though we lived on the south side, she uh, worked up north mm-hmm. uh, for for a few years. Um, so we went to the school called uh, uh, St. Mary's up north okay. in Chicago. And, um, you know, it was a Catholic, like a private school, but, you know, uh mm, I met, you know, a lot of people there. It was, you know, it was more diverse. And that was her reason is that she wanted us to be around, you know, different ethnicities and yeah. And plus it was close to her job. So when she got out when she got to work, she couldn't pick us up. Right. Um, so I had a buddy that I, you know, a best friend of mine, uh, his name's Brian. We uh we we stayed connected after I left the school and, you know, went back on the south side to go back to school when she, my mom left that job up north. Um, and so, uh, I used to come visit him, you know, take the train, I take the train to come visit him. I was, uh, I think I was 12 or 13. I went to go visit him and we, uh, we were walking outside. We kind of did this thing where we walked around a lot and, uh, this is up North in Chicago. So we're walking around and he had a friend, he's a Filipino friend and we were walking with him back home, man, this cop pulls up on the sidewalk, blocks us. His car on the sidewalk hops out, pulls out his baton. And he's like, "Are they bothering you?" To the you know to to me and my friend Brian, and he asks the Filipino kid, you know, "Hey, are they bothering you?" And he's like, "No, these are my friends." Wow. So the guy looks at me, pulls me up to the on, on, he put, tells me to get on the wall, starts searching me, and I had a student ID on me, uh, and at the time I went to my school on the south side. I had like a library. It was like a library card or something like that. Mm. And he looks at the school and he's like, what the hell are you doing around here? And I'm like, well, this is my friend. You know, and it, that, that shook me up a little bit as a, you know, 13 year old kid. Right. You know, just for, you didn't know, I didn't know what was next. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you were telling me what we were talking on the phone. You were telling me about um, just walking by like that domestic or whatever. And they were like, is that him? And, and like you were saying the the lady didn't even have a, like a, a black husband, right? Or a boyfriend or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. She said, she told the cop, she said, he's not even black, you know, and, the, you know, the, and the other cop was like, hey, man, don't be ridiculous. You know, this was out here in California, though, you know, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was out, it was out here in California. This happened very, like, a few months ago. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that was Cal- or, uh, Chicago. What do you think that is, man? Is that, like, a, is that a circumstance of, like, being in a minority neighborhood, or do you think it's a race thing? Like, what, what just be real. Like, what is it? Is it a cop who's always in a minority neighborhood or do you think there's legit, I mean, I think there's racism exists, man. I think everyone knows that, but what is it? Absolutely. It's a hundred percent racism, man. Yeah. I mean, like what, why, why, why else would that, you know, you referring back to my story when I was 13, why else would that cop approach us that way? And, you know, even if he wasn't a um, predominantly, you know, minority area um that's just not the way that's not the way you approach people yeah and especially a kid you, know, you could tell i was a kid you know was, but, right. but like but it goes back to like i said how chicago was very segregated you right. know so he's a black kid well two black kids walking with a filipino kid back 
you know, through the neighborhood. Right. And he's asking me, what the hell am I doing around there? Right. So, you know, just because my area itself, you know, my area was, you know, he's seen what school I went to in Chicago on the south side. So he's like, okay, what are you doing around here? Probably thinking I was yeah. game banging or selling drugs or something crazy. Right. So, so I, I mean, dude, I used to like be a little skateboard punk. So, uh-huh. like, I've engaged with police, but I don't think it was the same. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think it's the same. I don't think it would have felt the same. Like, yeah, they used to, like, put us in check when we were out skating and shit. But, like, I don't think I don't think it was the same. You know, I don't I don't I can't say like I was harassed by cops per se. I definitely feel like because we were skating, we were engaging in, in a destructive activity, you know, mm-hmm. inherently that they would they would fuck with us. But I don't think it'd feel the same. Like, I don't I don't think I ever left one of those engagements like, man, I got targeted or something. You yeah. know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then just even as, you know, time went by as like a military policeman, like patrolling around base. Like I never found myself thinking, Hmm, I should go stop that person for this reason. And it, you know, like it was never about what I was looking at. It was about what they did wrong. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how people fall into that kind of behavior, to be honest. Like it's not like we, Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, I think like we were talking about the other day, man, it's, it's all taught, you know, it's just, it's taught, man. It's, Mm -hmm it's who their parents said and their parents' parents and, you know, just the way they, you know, they, they look at things and, and, you know, and to be honest, man, like the way the media portrays minorities. Oh, they make it so bad. Yeah. They yeah. They, 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 they don't really uh, shine light on certain things that, yeah. you know, and the people in the minority group does, they, they only show specific things, you know? So it's like, so so automatically people have this image of what I am before even meeting me. Right. Yeah. You know, somebody so. else's somebody else's laid a judgment inside your mind before you've even experienced it firsthand. Um, exactly. Sure. So I mean, I don't know, man. I think um, stereotypes probably exist for a reason, and I think it's because people do dumb shit inherently. I just think across mm-hmm. the board, everyone does. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. And unfortunately, there's segment. There's people in each sort of group, if you will that for whatever fucking reason wind up living up to that shit, you know? And then it sours the whole barrel of apples, man. It's just like, fuck dude. Like everybody needs to just grow the fuck up sometimes and like, stop being stupid about shit. Like that's like I said, like, I never looked at like uh, you and I can't talk to one another. We can't now because we're friends and we're close, but like a white man can't talk to a black man and neither party can just ignore the difference. I don't think it's humanly possible but hating it, like you said, is it's taught. I think, you know, like you, if, if, if that bothers someone, it's, it's a learned behavior. Cause otherwise it's just like, we were just people. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, it just, after all the years I spent in the Marine Corps, I don't understand how you could, how you could, um, hate a human, you know, like, I don't, I don't get, I I don't know where, I don't even know what that would feel like. Um, yeah. I don't know. But you know it's crazy man it's like it's it, it, it's it's just part of humanity. You know, like it's part of humanity like even if we all were the same color man, if we all were the same color, we'd find something else to to I to, think to, right. I think you're I do. I believe you're right. I think people would find some other thing to point out as being different and then mm-hmm. teach cuz even if you cuz cuz even if you cuz even if you, you know, you, you categorize race. So okay, so 
you can say race. So now racism is done. Okay, let's say racism ends. Okay, now you have to deal with classism. So now, you know, people, right. you're poor, I'm rich, I don't fucking want to talk to you. You know, so then th- there's that. <laughs> so then... Uh, you're right. I mean, you're totally right. There's, yeah, there's so many weird, stupid things um, that have just been put in place. You know, it's like, how the fuck does this shit even happen? Right, man. And obviously, obviously, there's so much history that you and I could never possibly, like, we can learn it, but we couldn't, we can't completely understand it because we just weren't there, right? So, yeah. um, I don't know, man. I, I just... I. You know, I live a, a a mixed race life, if you will. You know, my kids are half. I I I, I sort of know what. Um, no one's ever like really done anything egregious, but I see people looking and I see people sort of questioning. And you know, um, a big bald white man walking around with like a tiny Asian woman. Some people look at that a little weird. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, try to figure it out. Yeah. So like, I've learned to tolerate that. Um, if anyone ever said anything, I'm not really sure how I'd react. But um, you know, and I also live in Utah, dude, and. Utah's like sort of not very diverse. By sort of, I mean almost not at all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just how it, how it is, for whatever reason. I, it's probably due um, the history of religion here. Sort of was not kind to um, people of color, like at yeah. all. Yeah, for yeah. A very long time. I think they just barely started to be more accepting of that. So that's probably why. But I don't know, man. Why do, you, do you think? It's, do you think because the internet, it's like you know, things are starting to change slowly. Well, yeah, I think I think um, people are more exposed to other people and cultures and backgrounds, and you know, like yeah. um, I can connect with a friend in Chicago who can tell me what it's like now. You know, where before yeah. you couldn't do that. Um, but it also, I think uh, the internet makes it all worse. Um, yeah, I, I believe so, man. It's like it's kind of like a like a too much of too much of something is always bad. Yeah. You know, so right. You know, I saw, I, I, but sometimes though it can be pretty enlightening and, and very powerful. Um, Morgan Freeman said something like, you, you know, he he seems to be, he doesn't deny racism, but he he seems to think that if we just stop kind of talking about it in the mm-hmm. manner that we do, that we can stop it. Like, um, and he says, like, you know, stop calling me a black man, and I'll stop calling you a white man. You know, yeah, and and yeah. I I sort I believe that right. And if we overlay that sort of what happened to George Floyd, which no one, um, no one in their right mind would say that was justifiable. It was immediately a white cop killed a black man. And, and absolutely, yeah. that is absolutely what happened. But yeah. we, did we have to characterize it that way? And until we stop characterizing it that way, I'm not sure that we can get past um, the racial divides, you know? And oh yeah, yeah. It's just gonna run with that every time, you know. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with that, man. And I think that the reason, but I think also think that the reason why it's categorized because the, the how often that happens, how often that happens with. Uh, no, I agree. I agree there too. Yeah. You know, so so then it becomes like okay, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. For sure. You know, and, yes. And it's 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 always captured and and nothing necessarily changes you know and and i I see that i see that um you know in uh in in the city where george floyd's from they're defunding the police they're trying yeah did they have did that did that pass or no so they have like a from what they've said they have like a a non-veto vote basically there was enough of them where they can't veto it i know the mayor like got booed 
out of the Minneapolis like protest because he's not mm. for it. He's not for it. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna try. They're, they're, like for sure, they're gonna try. Um, and I don't. I think they're they're pushing to a but see the thing they're pushing to like abolish that police department um, from the top down and try to restructure. Okay, okay, to so restructure. Okay, so my impression was like they were trying to just get rid of they police. Are. The, yeah. So the so for the the interim, I think they are. Uh, and they want to do like some social work and they want to do, these are some of the ideas that they've, you know, I honestly, I think that, um, that idea sort of got out ahead of them, you know, yeah, yeah. before they're like, Hey, what's the, what's the alternative? So yeah, yeah, they're, they're certainly trying. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the thing is like, so if you want to get into like the actual structure of the government, like that city has a charter that says they owe it to their constituents. The people who live in the city, they owe them a police department. You know? So it's like, how do you, um, are you, are you then forfeiting, um, your sort of city ship, if you will? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. So this whole thing, I, I think is just a crazy dangerous idea. I, I think so too, man. I think it's dangerous to do so, but I think, I also think that the, the way that they should do it is they should just obviously like, just like we were saying how, um, like everyone should just police everyone. You know what I mean? Like, like, it, nice. yeah. and, and it might be annoying in the beginning. Like, man, I can't, I can't do or say this or I can't. But if everyone just polices everyone, then there would be no wrongdoing. You know, uh, of course, you know, there's going to be slips, there's going to be cracks, but that it doesn't mean that no one should hold everyone else accountable. And like, that's the problem with the police departments is they're not holding other officers accountable. Uh, I couldn't imagine, man, like me and you on shift together and, you know, you see me putting my knee on someone's neck or you putting some, your knee on someone's neck and we're just allowing that to happen. I don't um, think we ever would. I don't, I don't, if I don't know that you and I would ever allow something like that to happen. Fuck no, man. I just, there, told, I, no, it was, no. it was actually unimaginable to me. Like I was sort of like, I can like when I saw that, and this comes from a guy I've taught so many people how to oh, handcuff. Absolutely. I've taught thousands of Marines how to handcuff people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, in fucking no way is that even remotely acceptable. Not even not kind of like there's not a single system of police tactics that fucking says that that is okay. Not one I've, that I've yeah. ever heard of ever. Yeah, man. I, I, honestly, man, I couldn't watch the whole video. It was, it was, Dude, I, I mean, I, I, I've actually not been able to get through it either. I don't want to hear. Um, I've, I've heard enough of people talking about. I don't want to hear a man cry for his mother, man. I don't. Yeah, yeah, me either. It's fucking it's, disgusting, it's, you know. Um, yeah. we are so much better than that as a as a society. I don't care if if that officer was just a heinous piece of shit. Like the fact that someone like that um, walks amongst us and even wears a shield is fucking shocking to me. I know, man, and and I, I think I don't that care if the guy underneath him was black or not. I, for me, it doesn't. That doesn't exist. Just if I was a cop, you know, the fact that a fucking cop, uh, even tried to do that is, and it was like forever, you know. I just, oh, yeah. the whole thing is unconscionable to me. That's it's, it's, it's and, and everything it's, just got compounded, you know, like yeah. But and wild, the wildest thing to me is like, you know, it's like everyone, every, a lot of people are saying, and I've even tried to, to try to make the argument, like, let's not make it about race. Damn it. I don't think you can avoid it, dude, because like even the fucking cops were some of the most diverse group in that. Maybe you'll see walking the streets. You know what I mean? Like you had a, you had a black man, a, a Asian man, a white man, a black suspect, like, like 
it was like the most diverse fucking group of people probably on that street at that time. Like, how do you, yeah. not, how do you not see that? You know? Um, I don't know, man. I, damn. <laughs> but you're right. Though. I mean, when you look at the Brianna Taylors and the Ahmed Arbery's and, and uh, <laughs> I'm learning now about Eric Gray and obviously Michael Brown from Ferguson. Like when, when you hear about all these things, like there was some stuff in Charleston, you know, it happens a lot. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to argue the statistics and all that shit because some people, you know, people have, stats and counter stats and all that um it, the fact that it fucking happens is enough for me to be like we need to we need to change something you know something. exactly and i think and i think the problem is, is that the history is the history on top of it you know like it's the history that america has between blacks and you know blacks in america it's the history behind that and then seeing that it kind of just makes it you know yeah it, it, it's kind of fresh in a way yeah but you know what I wanted to get at is, is uh, you know, instead of defunding the police, they should just, like I said, police their own mm-hmm. and also, like, have, have police go into the communities and do, like, community services, man. So, you know, like, get, get to know get to know your neighborhood. Get to know the neighborhoods. Like, enforce that upon the police departments. And, and no matter who's on shift, man, like, hey, this is your area, you're going to knock on 10 doors and introduce yourself, introduce who you are to these people in the community. Right. So I've always kind of had an idea about this and, and this is actually backed up by some cops in Boston and it's backed mm-hmm. up by um, some reserve cops out of NYPD that deployed to Iraq. Um, governments exist because they give um, their people uh, certain things, right? Healthcare, you know, we can argue about what kind of healthcare everyone should get, whatever but infrastructure, schools, all these things, government ceases to exist when those things start to get eroded. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened in Iraq. And that's one of the, one of the reasons why you would start to see an insurgency, right? Mm -hmm. People, people enter into an agreement, a contract with government and their agencies based on that sort of agreement. And I think the answer to real community policing is just like you said, um, getting cops into the community. So if you look at like what we did in Iraq with our teams of mitts and pits, they were called like military transition teams and police transition teams. These were mm-hmm. like squads that were on the street in the neighborhoods um, locally, you know, on patrol out on the street with people learning about people, learning about the communities, learning who the power players were and setting up those mutual trust networks. Right. They did the same mm-hmm. thing in Boston. Boston is notoriously um, rigid for it's an Irish community. They don't talk. They don't, you know, the, and there's multiple communities around Boston, but they're tough nuts to crack. You know, they keep shit in their own house. They, they tend to, they don't police each other, but they tend not to allow police to do it either. And over time, when they started mm-hmm. doing things, it, that started to erode where they built these um, mutual trust sort of initiatives. But what people don't want to hear, though, is that is the exact opposite of defunding. That is actually increasing funding because you need more cops to do that. Get them out mm-hmm. of the patrol cars, get them on the streets, get them walking around, get them uh, learning these people in their communities and getting more cops from those communities. In, in the- yes, yes. You know what I mean? I strongly agree with that, man. I strongly agree with that. Like get, you know, get a, you know, get, and have more, you know, diverse police officers you know and like you said get people from the community to join somehow like get them to you know learn how it, how it goes man like you know to be like me getting military police training even though 
I didn't really do a job as an MP fully. I just, I got the training. So I kind of understood what's right and wrong yeah. and what the do's and don'ts are, you know, and it, it, it's, it's educational. And also, you know, maybe within the communities implement, you know, some type of law training or, you know, even law enforcement training, you know, just like they teach, they teach children um, I mean, about sex, sex, ed. Yeah. Make like citizen sex education, you know, have, have a police officer. Go ahead. Right. Make citizens arrest. Oh, you kind of cut off. Yeah. Sorry. Make citizens arrest a thing again. Make it so right. you don't like, let's say some, for whatever reason you don't qualify to be a cop, what, whatever it may be. Uh, but you could still be a powerful influence in your community, you know? Um, exactly. There's community leaders that aren't cops. You know, they're just, they could just be unk down the road. Uh, oh yeah, fucking knows everybody because he's lived there for thirty fucking years. You know that that yeah. person matters, man, in that community, and that's in every neighborhood. That's not that's not mm-hmm. a city thing. That's not a color thing. You know, there's just people that have been around so long, like they they matter. You know, and they see shit that other people don't fucking see. I had a dude, uh, this cat Rudy, man. He used to roll around my uh, my grandmother's neighborhood, and he used mm-hmm. to smoke an old school pipe, bro. And it was like cherry tobacco. You always knew when Rudy was coming around. <laughs> but he saw shit I'm sure that fucking no one else ever saw because he just walked laps around his neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it was okay. You know, I don't know if it was a protection thing. It was probably just an exercise thing. It was just the coolest dude who was always around. And like, you always knew like Rudy kind of had the neighborhood, you know, he kind of had the eyes on the neighborhood. That, mm-hmm. That'd be, you know, find that Rudy man in every neighborhood and basically put him to work, you know? Right. I agree. I, I think agree, it save a lot of lives, man. I think it helped cops. It would help negative interactions with cops. Um, yeah, you know, it's not, then, you know, go ahead. Oh, uh, cause then, you know, uh, like you said with the negative interactions, cause if they, if they're seen in the community and they're getting to know the people in the area, man, no matter if they're game bangers or not, you know, they just, they get to know the people in the community. They might have a second thought on pulling that trigger. And I, I kind of wanted to get at, get at something about, um, you know, about that, like how, how the ROEs in a war zone is different compared to it, how it is in America. Yeah. You know, know, like for our homeland, police are able to shoot on site. Whereas, you know, the rules of engagement is much different in a war zone. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that I find very strange. And I don't know if it's because America in, in America, anybody can have a weapon. I don't know. I don't know what the true, reason is behind that but i just find it extremely odd that yeah no there's definitely um there's probably going to be some wholesale reform there and uh i think uh i think we'll see some investment in some less than lethal um options for you know i know we have tasers and some of that stuff but there's plenty there's so the technology man is coming along so fast like our police in a lot of ways are stuck in like the fucking twenties and thirties, bro. They're running around with mag lights and fucking boomsticks still, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're not, they haven't really, the taser is probably one of the biggest upgrades and I'm not, and people can still get fucked up from that. So, I mean, I, oh, I, yeah. I'm just saying like, there's probably some more technology, but again, you can't, you can't do those things if you're going to defund, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. You know, people need to be careful with their language because it matters. If you, if by defund, you mean reform, you need to just say reform. Stop saying defund. Defund means you want to take money away, and and if you take money away, that means you get less of the cops that you need to protect you. You know, so yeah. language in this instance matters. But you know, I think um, 
I don't think George Floyd died in vain. For a little while, I kind of thought his whole, you know, this whole thing got hijacked with the rioting and stuff. But I think um, I, I'm optimistic we're going to see some real change in that regard. Um, because I just don't think, I mean, this went worldwide, man. How do, I don't think you could, you can't claim to be, you know, one of the greatest nations on earth and then just arbitrarily allow people to get killed in your streets. You just can't do it. So exactly. Something has to be different. Um, and, you know, we'll see. And hopefully it happens sooner rather than later, you know. so Yeah, I hope so too, man. I, I, I hope, it, you know, like you said, it's not it's not going to be in vain. There has to be a change. Yeah. Because now the world is 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 screaming about it, you know. And you know, of course, there's 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 ignorance sprinkled around within the within the message, you know. But uh, you know, some people are taking advantage, and right. uh, you know, man, I'm so glad that, I'm so glad I came. None of peaceful again. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. It felt like they were gonna, you know, these antagonizers and shit. And and I don't think anyone can deny that they exist now. I I thought they were gonna run away with this thing, and um, I'm just glad they didn't, you know. So. Yeah, me too, man. And, and the the looters, man. They, they those are people that are out of the job during the pandemic, and they're just like, hey, you know what? Let me just. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I definitely think, dude. I don't know. I I'd be. I, I mean, obviously, you know, there's no way we could possibly know. Um, but I kind of feel like if we weren't um, so isolated through the pandemic, like I gotta, I gotta suspect maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. I'm not saying like every. You know, I'm sure there would have been protests in every city. I don't. I, I mean, because you had people of across the entire spectrum um, out protesting groups of people that usually don't protest. Right. Um, yeah. Side by side, because I don't think anyone disagreed at all that what happened was just one of the most heinous things we've ever seen. Um, but Absolutely, man. Just if thought, anybody does disagree, they're fucking, they're definitely on the wrong side. It, yeah, it just doesn't make any fucking, I'm sure there's like a 1%. There's always 1%, but I mean, oh, yeah. that's one of the most egregious things I think this country's ever seen. I mean, you know, we, we, um, most of us, our generation is far removed from the type of weird shit going on in the fifties and sixties where motherfuckers were like getting legitimately lynched and shit. You know, we've been far removed and isolated from that. Um, but then now to see that, you know, up close on a video, like that's basically what we had, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a lynching like we know in history, but man was murdered on camera. He was tortured, you know, like crazy dude. Um, yeah, I just feel like, I mean, it would be, it would just absolutely be disgusting if we don't fix something. I just, I, I'm a person who I think like when you wake up in the morning, your fucking ass can make your bed a little better than you did the day before. Like you can tie your shoes. You know, I, I think about little stupid things like that of how yeah. it could be better to suggest that police can't be better. I think is wrong. And, and dude, so many of my friends are, are police, you know, and I don't think any of them would disagree with me. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and, but that also, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think, um, in this case, I don't think any amount of training would have changed that, uh, that particular guy. You know, I just don't, I don't think it would, but also like, um, it's like you said in the Marine Corps, like we used to police each other. Um, police need to police police and they got, uh, they got to start weeding these bad apples out, man. That dude had 18 complaints. Come yeah, on, man, get the fuck out of here, dude. That's insane, man. Like, and and why is it unnoticed? You know, why wasn't that? Why wasn't there any 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 uh, reprimand? You know, any reprimand? Right. And what do we always used to look like with our with our Marines? We used to look for a pattern of misconduct. And oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. At 18, are you telling me that he hadn't established some type of pattern of excessive force? Get out of here. Exactly, man. And, and uh, yeah, like you can say, like, we, you know, we keep, as we keep saying, you know, police, police, you yeah. need to police the police. And, um, like, for as far as, like, I don't, I don't know, man. I haven't, have you seen any statistics that show veterans doing dumb shit like this? Like, who are in the police force? I I haven't seen. I don't know that. I I can't honestly say if anyone's ever studied that, but I would tell you, I would estimate that number to be pretty low. Um, Same here. Same here. And I'm not even trying to be biased. It's just, we know what kind of training there is behind that. Right. And we know we, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with any consequences if we do make fuck ups, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a ethical nature with which we would do our job, you know? Um, exactly. And I think a lot of cops start off that way. And then, you know, I also think, um, I sort of think like, you, you remember like you, when you went to the pool at boot camp or you went to like the martial arts dojos and stuff like that or whatever, like yeah. those were still drill instructors, but they were off, right? They were sort of, that was like their break. Yeah. I think we need to do that for that kind of stuff for our police, man. I think, um, think about like riding the street, you know, you're from Chicago. So just imagine, and, and you're also a trained policeman. So imagine policing those neighborhoods for like 20 years nonstop. You know, that would be, that would be stressful. The operational stress there would be difficult to deal with. I don't care what anyone says. Um, we need to, we need, I think we need to pay better attention to that too. And, and find areas where we can relieve some of these guys for a while, give them a break, a couple years doing a different duty. And you know, those things happen, but there are still people who are left, you know, without being able to find a different job. So I don't know, man, I think yeah, that, you know, I strongly agree with that. Like I strongly paying, agree with what you said. Paying attention to your people fucking matters, man. It just matters. You know, you got to pay attention to what's going on with them, how they're feeling, what they're doing. Um, like I would with you, you know, or like when I took the time to get to know you, it's because I fucking cared. Um, and I asked myself, you know, do these officers leadership care? Like I would about my guys, you know, um, I'm yeah. sure in a lot of cases they do, but sometimes it's clear they don't, you know, because some, that guy, that officer who did that had a supervisor, he probably had many and who, why, how could so many people miss that? You know? Yeah. Not, yeah no. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we're definitely, um, we're definitely playing on some of the ideas that, um, are just ingrained in us because of our time in the, in the core, but, um, it would not be that difficult to like share that out to people, you know, and a lot of them fuck are, like you said, are veterans themselves, man. Half of them wind up as cops because they need that structure. So you wonder exactly. like, what the fuck happened? And why aren't they spreading that sort of, you know, idea? The mentality. Yeah. And um, maybe, maybe, maybe the ones that keep it are the ones that, I don't know, stay in. I don't know. I don't know, man, but it, it, people just need to be held accountable. And, um, man, I, I really, I'm really, di- I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with that idea, man. That's a good idea. Like how you said, like relieving the guys. Cause you know, like you said, you know, the stress levels are high. So it's like, they, they, they should be relieved. Dude, I can, uh, tell, you, I can tell you just from, from, it was never, um, anything I did in Iraq, like never, um, never really fucked with me per se. Uh, it was yeah. always the stress of the high demand of what we needed to do what we were asked to do, how often we were asked to do it, how many hours a week we were asked to do it. It's operational Mm -hmm. tempo and stress, right? That shit wears on you, dude. And for me, 
Um, I would have loved to do 20 years, but I was so fatigued from that stuff. I, I was not strong enough to, to beat that. You know, I know that from personal experience. Um, that's why I always say like somebody who did 20 years in the core, man, they're pretty special people, dude, because you're asked to do a lot of wild shit, you know, for a long time. Like it's hard to be, it's hard to be that switched on, um, all the time and you need breaks, man. You know, you just do, oh, yeah. you just need, you just do, you have to refresh. So that's something that people, that's an idea that people need to float. And I, you know, I don't know, maybe some of that exists, but maybe they can add to it, you know, or make it better. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I, I mean, dude, I remember, uh, you used to have to tell me to take a break, man. Yeah. Remember that? You used to have to tell me, Hey man, take some leave. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because I, I saw what was happening, you know, obviously, um, that was what we were doing at HMX. It was a demanding ass mission, you know, but, um, but also I, I always encouraged a lot of people were made to feel like they couldn't do it, you know, like they were going to be looked down upon if they did. And I just wasn't that guy. Cause I got it, you know, Yeah. we were asking a lot of our Marines there. Um, you know, those, uh, I'll say it, I've said it many, many times. My time at HMX, um, I spent with some of the absolute hardest working Marines in the Marine Corps period. Um, just period. If you want to go raw, um, hours to, you know, work to rest, they were yeah. the hardest workers I've ever been around. You know, I get it. We weren't we got it all the time, but I mean, we were, we were wearing motherfuckers out bad. So, Oh yeah. Man. And it's crazy how we, we didn't even really like notice it or feel it until you actually, yeah. like, I think when I, once I got out, man, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, this is what it feels like. Like it yeah. felt yeah, strange. Dude, you don't know. being off for more than three days you know it was like what the hell <laughs> you don't know what it's like um because you're so you're just you just become ingrained to it man you just you're on the grind and the grind is a part of your life so you just roll with it you know um yeah, people do that people do that in every job um and if people aren't thinking about um the operational stress they're putting their people through you know a lot of people see that as like a millennial fucking thing like oh you get a, you gotta have a egg-shaped chair to take a nap in your fucking workplace. Well, let me tell you something. Um, those motherfuckers are putting out for people. They're working their asses off. In in that six hours or whatever they're working, they're grinding. Give them an hour. You, you know what I mean? Like, give them an hour to yeah, yeah. If you're going to get the most out of them for six, I'm, I'm willing to do that six-to-one trade. Um, it's just my, it's my thought process. If you rest your guys properly, rest-to-work ratio, I think, is incredibly important. Um, and obviously there are circumstances where sometimes that just can't happen, but when it can, that's something I always tried to focus on. You know, I just, I just, yeah. got it. I just understood. I don't know. But I, I was also um, at the point where I was so wore down, you know, um, I didn't tell anybody, but you know, I was like, all right, well I'm, I'm like too far gone. Let me try to help anyone I can kind of thing, you know, like, yeah. but yeah, man, I don't know. Dude. Much, respect. Much respect for that, man. Much respect. Yeah. Tell me, so tell me, how did, how did like Chicago and the Marine Corps and everything influence, uh, we haven't even talked about your music, man. D. Charles, oh, yeah, yeah. my dude, D. Charles is a rapper, man. Tell me like all up in the, in the, the hip hop, like tell me, how did all that impact your music and stuff? Oh man. You know, I, I, it, I've always had this, uh, you know, like music has always been a part of, you know, a part of who I am. I don't know. I, uh, I one day woke up, man, and just decided Man, I I, got, I need to write something. I I don't even remember the first. I think the first song I've ever wrote, like rap song I've ever wrote to, was uh, I don't know if you ever heard this song by Crime Mob called "Nuck If You Buck." <laughs> and uh, I wrote a I wrote a little rap to that, like it's like a minute, you know, just like a sixteen bar rap. Okay. And uh, 
And after that, man, I, I remember going to a friend's house on over near South Shore in Chicago, and they rapped. So I used to go in the basement, and I was like 13 at the time, and we went to the basement, and they started rapping. And I, I spit whatever I wrote to that song, and everybody liked it. And after that, man, I said, you know, I got to I gotta keep this up. Um, but, you know, as I got older and being around, being in the streets a lot more, I was able to, like, pick up on what I was seeing and what I've been through. And kind of use that as a as a a source to you know, kind of get away get away from you know what I was feeling you know putting it all, putting it all on the paper and kind of releasing and like like we were talking about the other day like you know this is your this is your your getaway you know and yeah. for me writing was my getaway right. you know and uh, and then it kind of transitioned the older I got the, and the more uh, talented I got with it I started transitioning to poetry yeah you know. Um, so I kind of do like this poetry rap thing, and it's 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 not bad. Yeah, what you, me, what you sent me the other night, dude. I was, I, I mean, it's, it even seems like from what I the YouTube stuff I was watching you do when we were together at the unit, like um, to now, I think you've evolved quite a bit. You know, obviously, I don't know exactly when you've recorded this stuff or when you've written all this stuff, but I don't know, man. There's like a, there's definitely a some realness there, you know, that I don't know. Um, I had some buddies that used to write raps and stuff and, um, in Iraq, man, actually my boy, Sonny Hayes was on here and like his stuff, his stuff felt real, but some of the people around him were just writing kind of trendy stuff, you know, like things, yeah, yeah. things they thought people would want to hear. Um, and you're like, man, I don't, I'm not, you know, I want to question you, but I'm not sure you've ever actually had that experience. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't get that with you, you know. I think you write real uh real impactful lyrics. And whether you put it to well, music, what I love about it though, and what I've started to notice is whether you put it to music or not, um the meaning is still there, you know. Absolutely. And that's what that's that's, that's super important. Yeah, I think I think so too, man, cuz uh that that's that's what like I feel like that's what makes music last longer when you're able to do stuff like that and you know um fortunately and unfortunately we have we have access to a lot of sounds you know we can go and listen to one album and then there's a next album coming out but it feels like we're almost chasing you know what's next right yeah. especially in the hip-hop community it's like you know you're just chasing what's next and styles are different um and but i feel like when you when i write man i, I have to i really have to think deeply you know, and that's why I, I like to use wordplay when I'm, you know, when I am writing, but kind of like have meaning behind the wordplay. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's a much like deeper process for me to write. Um, you know, I had an album out on iTunes and it was kind of streamed everywhere, even to all the way to iHeartRadio and X, Xbox Music and all that. So, um, but I took it down because, you know, uh, I haven't done anything since 2015. So... Um, I've been writing a lot still, but uh, I kind of just wanted to, um, I, I, you know, kind of re-release the old stuff that I had and and also push out the new things that I had. But you could see the evolution of me getting better at writing, you know. And So I just uh, want to clarify something, though. You, you said you haven't done anything. I just want people to understand, like, you've lived a whole lot of life from 2015 to now. A lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of shit, you know, just from our, we don't have to go into it all, but a lot of shit has happened in your life, you know? Um, so where 
maybe music wasn't exactly a top priority at the moment, but um, from what I can tell, man, I don't think you really damn sure haven't lost your touch, you know? Um, uh, thank you, man. Excited to see what you do. I'm, I'm hoping you, you know, hopefully you'll put some of that out and um, I got what you sent. So I'm going to try to, I'll, I'll weave something into this uh, and put it out there. Just, I just, uh, I've always got a, I just, I've always got a genuineness about you, you know, ever since we met always. And I hear it in your music and, I don't know, man. I'm just happy for you, you know? And I, I remember how passionate you were. Cause like, like I said, like you were a part of a unit where dudes just get wore out, you know? And then you're also um, a family man. And then at the same time, trying to build um music brand, you know? And I mean, oh, yeah. that's not easy. You know, you know what I mean? But you, you'll always find time for what you're really passionate about. That's right, man. And you know, that, that's what I'm, I think this is what I've I've realized even now, you know, even even me being busy, as busy as I was from 2015 to now, you know, I, it, it that that shit still calls me, man, yeah. and that's why I still write, you know, and it, it's it's been calling me as of lately, and even it's crazy how you reached out to me because you know you're you're reminding me of the talents that I've had, you know, so I, I, I it's it's just pushing me even further to getting back on it and really putting in some work and. Um, you know, dropping some more music. Yeah, so, uh, and I appreciate the support. Definitely. Yeah. No, I just, I, for me, man, I've been thinking about a lot of people. Um, and like I said, every time I see, um, stuff about Chicago, I always think about you. Um, but lately I've just been thinking about all my friends, um, where they are, what they're doing, who's law enforcement, who's not, who's this, who's that, you know, how are they? Um, and I'm questioning like what, I should have reached out sooner, you know what I mean, or, or whatever. Like, so yeah, man. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just in a in a place now where, you know, I just want to wrap my arms around everybody. You know what I mean? Anybody I can. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's nothing wrong with that, man. It's a beautiful uh, thing. Look, I look, I'm just seeing so much fucking negative shit, man. You know, it's like like I said, man. We spent so much time trying to unify people, you know, from everywhere, from all walks of life, to get a job done. And for us, it was simple. Oh, yeah. It's just so simple for us. Like, um, cause we stripped away all the bullshit, you know, the Marine Corps was such a great equalizer, man. But yeah, I mean, I've just, I've always been, um, super into what you were doing. I just, I love people that have a dream and they chase it, you know? It's, oh it's, yeah, man. You remember how I used to be, man. Like, I used to go on, I used to be on trips and, and, uh, yeah. you know, I find a local studio and try to drop some stuff in the studio, you know, on even after getting off shift, I try to, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, like, that's what I'm saying though, man. I mean, you're going to find a way if you're passionate about it, you're going to find a way, especially somebody like you, man. Like you, like, a, like we've talked about, like you rose up, you know, like, I don't know. I can't under understate that enough. Like coming from where you come from to wind up in the unit that you did. I, I yeah. think that's pretty special. And then a lot of things like you had to have a level level head for a very, very long time uh, to make that a reality. You know, whether you even knew that or not, you know, who knows, but, um, you don't just wind up in that unit. Like you have to have, um, you know, a solid history, man, of character and discipline, you know, and that's about you. Thanks, man. And, and, you know, honestly, I thought about that a lot, man. And that's why I wanted to excel so much while I was in that unit because, you know, I really appreciated it. And I I knew there were some cats that were like, ah, man, I hate this. uh, Yeah. 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 For, as for me, man, I never, ever thought I'd ever see something like that, you know, it, and to give you like a, a little run of, of how it happened, you know, uh, 
when they showed up to when the unit showed up to the schoolhouse and um they showed up like three or four times i think and the third time i kind of was like you know this must be a sign i I need to try it at least yeah because my first like my first thought was like ah there's no way i'll get it you know i'm I'm, you know uh i bounced around from the south side of chicago everywhere like there's no no way i'll get it you know and uh i still tried it and um i actually was pushed to do it and i'm not sure if it was you and and uh i don't know if you remember hardy yeah 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 and yeah, you got y'all kind of like pushed me to you know do it and uh, i had a buddy watts as well he told me that you know hey why not try it so i ended up just doing it and then i remember you know, next thing you know it next you know it happened you know i got put on that board and yeah and i, I just never thought it it, it, it happened so but I did appreciate every man, every place we went to. I didn't care where it was. I appreciated it. Yeah. And, uh, you, you certainly made a name for yourself in the unit, man. You're definitely a guy we could all rely on, you know, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know, man. So, but those are, those are, uh, I personally, personally at that unit, like in my personal life, it's probably one of the hardest times I was ever having, but, um, professionally, um, just such a great group of Marines, man, to work with, you know? Yeah, I look back on that. And I just um, and obviously that was my that was my last unit. So I I think I I feel like I developed some bonds with guys there, um, that are pretty special. So, oh yeah, man. <laughs> what what do you yeah. think, man? What where do we go from here, man? With everything, like, what do you what do you what do you see for the for the world? What would you man? Want? What I see. What I see for the world, man, I see that what I want, what I, what I see is like, you know, change is going to happen yeah. um, at a, at a, at a, at a, like, at a rapid but slow pace. You know, there's going to be, there's going to be nicks here and there, but I just want to see like accountability at an at a instant when it does happen. Cause you, 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 to be honest, like you can't, it's not going to just completely stop, but it's just all about, yeah. maybe the the attempts could be stopped way ahead of time or uh, we could, you know, kind of wing out people who, you know, who are a, cert- a certain way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I see, I see a change. I see change coming. Um, but I feel like there might be, there might be a little more chaos before that happens. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Um Dude, I'll tell you one thing, you know, what scares the fucking shit out of me is like, if this motherfucker winds up skating somehow, jeez, dude. Oh, man. I, I mean, I don't know how, I, I can't see a way, but some of these fucking lawyers and shit are devious as fuck, dude, and they'll find these weird-ass loopholes, you know. I think I think the the video, I think, is enough, bro, but even, like, Kamala Harris has come out and said, like, it might not be as sure a thing as people think because of some of these weird ass protections that I didn't even know cops had. Um, but dude, I, I mean, dude, this country will fucking burn, you know? Oh yeah, man. I think it's good. like at damn near point, the, the honestly, war. Bro, at that point, I'm not a hundred percent sure I could blame anyone at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just speak volumes to, um, injustice in our, in our system, you know? Oh, yeah. and, you know, the thing is like, I think there's things happening. Um, I've heard a lot of even even like pretty far left liberals talk about the first first step act uh, was a huge step in some some reforms in the in the criminal justice situations and you know I just hope we keep building on that and making it better but 
I don't know, man. I just hope people start to really evaluate what they're looking at. And yeah. I'm with you on the accountability um, in the policing, but I also want to hold the people that we elect accountable, man. Like, are oh, yeah, absolutely. Either party, bro. Like, everyone, a lot of people have been saying, hey, if you look at like LA, it's been democratically controlled for all, all for like a long ass time. Same with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Same with, uh, well, for the most part, kind of New York City again. Some of these big cities are like, oh, they're, they're always democratically controlled. Well, I'll tell you what, there's really nothing wrong with that until you just allow these fucking elected officials who aren't getting shit done to continue to keep going. You know, the buck has yeah. to pop at some point. We need to hold those folks accountable too. So essentially what you're saying is like people, people, people also need to, 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 you know, when they do the voting, they have to have to vote within their community because that's the people that control. Yeah. I'm not telling anyone to vote a certain party. I'm not saying, well, it's been yeah. democratically controlled. Maybe you should try Republican. I mean, maybe, right, right. maybe you should, but what you really should do is really evaluate the people that you're voting for. And when they fall mm-hmm. short, go back to vote. You know what I mean? Don't just keep letting them go. We, I mean, there's too many people around this country at high, high levels of office that have been around for decades and never done a fucking thing. You know, I mean, what are we doing? You know, um, I'm not a, I'm not a Trump apologist, but he's not a part of the, he's not a part of the status quo and he's definitely achieved a few things. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll call, I'll call a spade a spade when I need to, but if a guy can just walk mm-hmm. in government and make some accomplishments, what have these people been doing for 30 years? Is all I'm asking, you know, whether you support him or you don't, yeah. let's, let's at least have that conversation. Let's talk about it. And I, any, someone from either side can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think we really need to evaluate who we vote for and, and more, appropri- more appropriately, like you've said a bunch of times, we got to hold them accountable, man. And the way we do that, uh, yeah. the way we do that with elected officials is by casting our vote. And I'm not, again, I'm not pushing anybody to vote one way or the other. Um, let's say you're always going to vote party line, you know, you're always going to Democrat or Republican, fine. Just b- try to find a better Democrat, you know? I mean, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Find a better Republican, whatever. Find someone that's going to listen and actually, and over time, if we do that, you know how accountability works. Over time, mm-hmm. if you hold people accountable, they stop doing stupid shit or they start producing. You know, it's like, come on, it's, it's common sense, man. That's um, right. Yeah, it's just like our, our politics in this country are so damn corrosive, you know. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it allows a lot of these other problems to just get worse. Oh, so, yeah, I agree. I like that corrosive. Yeah. And they're corrosive. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's also, it's such a, sometimes it's even a, it's even a cultural thing. Like where you grew up um, can preordain sort of how you would vote. You know, I think that's, yeah, a, it's, that's a real thing. Like, um, uh, like we said, I think hate can be taught and, and when hate is taught, I think it removes critical thinking. I think who you're supposed to vote for, I think is taught. And I think it removes critical thinking. I don't think, I don't see those things as any different, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just wish people, you know, it's weird because I know how bad the internet and social media and it beaming into your brain can be, but at the same time, it's such a fascinating thing. You can look up so much information, you know? Oh yeah. So uh, I think it's all about, I think it's all about how, you know, how, how, how you use it. You know, like I said, like, you know, too much, anything it's, it can be bad, you know, but if you, if you are using it to educate yourself and, you know, actually like you said, like do some critical thinking and, you know, even, even within your research, you know, figure out where the sources are coming from. You know, you don't always have to look at the front page of Google, you know, dig deep and go to the damn, the last page, you know, there, yeah. there might be 
you know, different sources there, but, you know, really uh, educate yourself and, you know, going back to the, the voting, man, people have to also vote within their communities in order to, you know, see a different, a, a, a difference, you know, and, and, and let it expand more. So, you know, you vote within the community and also vote, you know, who, who's, you know, the presidential election right. elected. So, uh, yeah, there's a ton of people like that don't vote locally at all. They don't even pay attention. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm new to the game. I'll be honest with you, culprit too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I I I I don't, you know. And um, but it is something that I have been, you know, thinking about very very deeply. So yeah, uh, you got to make a change. Uh, I when I was in the military, I never voted. I never felt like I should. I thought. Um, I wanted to remain removed from it. Um, that was a personal choice I made. I know a lot of people make, you know, we're voting and stuff. Um, but I felt like, I felt like I owed it to the commander in chief to just support whoever it was, you know, whether I voted for him or not. Then I felt like the best way to do that was by not participating. Now that I'm out, yeah. I'm highly invested. Um, but locally I don't focus enough attention and you're right. I should, you know, in my community and, and understanding, um, locally and i'm i'm in a weird place here man like when i started when i started this podcast like i removed myself from i just happened to have a chance because i moved but i removed myself from political parties and i'm I'm just a registered independent which um allows me to sort of look at everybody a little differently um, yeah and like I'm not, I'm not in, i'm not ac- accepted like if we're talking politics i'm not accepted at all um i wouldn't be um probably by either party in utah because there's so much I agree with both, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, there's so many social things that, um, I support. And then there's so many sort of conservative ways of how you would run a government, I guess that I support, yeah. uh, both sides would sort of shun me, I think. So here I am. I'm an independent that talks shit on a podcast. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, uh, you know, I think that's a way we can win some of these fights though, man. You know? Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, uh, going back to to what we were saying earlier about uh, uh, <laughs> like people finding reasons, that is another reason as well. Is that people people use uh, you know someone being Democrat or, or Republican, and then yeah. use that as being you know, hey, now I'm I'm against you, yep. you know, because oh, you're that I'm going to treat you this way, you know, instead of just there's respecting a, each other. There's a duality in this country um, that's really stark right now um whether you're white or you're black democrat republican um there's a duality there and double standards that we impose on each other that is mm-hmm. fucking believable you know what i mean unbelievable oh, yeah. um oh, yeah. i mean there's any number of examples man we could we could do a whole nother show just on those you know it's crazy oh, yeah. i don't i don't understand um why people do that to each other you know like i said it goes back to like if you're just not willing to talk to people, man, you're depriving yourself of so many experiences and so many lessons. Oh, hell yeah. I don't, I don't get it, you know? Hell yeah. That's, that's absolutely, man. Like, you know, people, people, people just, you know, they don't want to sit down and have that conversation because, you know, it like, you know, emotions are too high. Yeah. Emotions are too high and emotions are put before listening, you know? Yeah. And, you know, which is which is selfish, man. Is there's no there's no uh, there's no compassion. Well, I see that with uh, sort of the, going back to the defund the police thing. It's definitely an emotional thing right now. You know. Yeah. 
when you when when this kind of shit happens, you obviously you want to see wholesale reform. But defund- mm-hmm. defunding is an emotional outcry, I think, personally. I just don't I don't I don't even I don't, Yeah, I don't agree to defunding. I don't really necessarily agree to defunding, but I think that there should be uh there should be people involved. Uh it, it, there should be deeper thoughts be, before a decision is made, you know. Right. Instantaneously. You know, and and but nonetheless there should definitely be a change. I don't know, man. Big change. I hope we see it, man. You know, we're both fathers. We're raising kids, you know. Um Oh yeah. So uh, I mean to say like I don't know how people could if if you're in our position, like how could you be uninterested, you know? Yeah. Because of exactly. that, you know, we're gonna leave this world for our kids. So we have to be invested, you know. If not if not just because it's the fucking right thing to do, but because, you know, we're fathers and, and we have, you know, our our duty is to make good humans, you know, and, and give them the best opportunity we can. So, I mean, you got to be invested, man. You just, at, th- at this point, you just have to be. So oh, yeah. I'm not knocking anybody who, you know, who, who isn't, you know, I just, in my opinion, I think that's where, that's where I'm at. Let me just say that. I'm just, that's where I am. You know, um, I just want to, I want to be invested and try to help create change, man, in any way I can. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's been a wild, wild times though, hasn't it? I mean, oh yeah, dude, I can't believe we just had. This is probably the first time we we maybe brushed over it, but this is the first time like I I had a majority episode where we weren't really talking about the stupid ass pandemic that's going on. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's next, man? You know, like what the hey. fuck else could happen? Like, hey man, don't ask, don't 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 ask, man. You shall receive, uh, but uh, you know. Honestly, I've been I've been thinking about some crazy shit, man. And I think that uh, one of the craziest shit that I've been thinking about is a fucking solar flare happening. Oh. You know, and like well, we're, 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 so, we're so reliant. Yeah. Well, pardon me, pardon me. You're going deep on that one. That's like a prepper's worst nightmare, dude. Oh yeah, solar man. Flares, and, and, all that shit. That's that's some bad. <laughs> and like you know, honestly, like that that. If that happens, we rely so much on technology. We rely so much on you know that that's gonna that's gonna take what four to nine years or something like that to even fix the I mean, satellites and those are God. those are rough estimates. I don't even know if people could. I don't know if they can actually quantify that. Like if if a real if, if a real solar flare happened in today's world, um, mm-hmm. we'd basically be in the eighteen hundreds again, like right now. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's that's that that type of shit's got me. You know learning how to how to read a map again and like you know uh you know just i'm i'm, I'm getting crazy with it <laughs> i'm gonna start getting crazy with it because dude a little uh in today's world man a little um a little preparedness a little personal accountability um in your skill sets or just keeping your skills strong you know it makes a lot of sense man people need to oh, yeah. i mean this is crazy times we're living in bro it's crazy. It really is. You know, it's like we should all just be fucking sitting in our backyards having barbecues and shit. Instead, we're fucking. Uh, I don't know, man. I remember being a kid, and that's all I thought about for summers: fucking sitting in the backyard eating, having barbecue. And now it's just now that's, you know, like, you know, that's the first thing on your mind. Like what the <laughs> fuck happened? Man? I know. <laughs> it's just crazy, I dude. I, I mean, I don't know if you listened to our re- recent episodes too. We were talking about. Um, have you had some good barracks bashes before or ever been at one? Like a, like a Marine Corps barracks bash? Uh, you know, you know, maybe, man. I don't, I don't remember. 
I'm just saying it's like it's like one of the most diverse things you could ever possibly take part in. And like I just missed the fucking shit out of that, you know? So you got yeah. fucking rednecks in their trucks with their hot tubs and then, you know, everybody else playing all their music. Every like it's just like you could just walk around and like experience the whole world in ten minutes. <laughs> I just miss I don't, I don't have a lot of people here in, in Utah, so um, I, I often I just think a lot about my people, man. I just you know, yeah. I, talk, I talked to another guy earlier. Um, you know, you just take opportunities to check in on people. There's a lot of people out on the streets dealing with all this, you know, one in one way or the other, you know. So yeah. uh, I'm pretty much removed from it at this point. So I've been doing a lot of monitoring, but not I'm not in it, you know. So yeah, just find myself thinking about everybody, man. <laughs> I don't Nothing know. wrong. Man. I, 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 uh, you know, I recently got it on Facebook since uh, I think it was 2018 or 2017. I don't remember, but uh, you know, I, I find myself getting in deep thought about the people, you know, uh, you know, we're in the unit with. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just it's hard to reach out because you know you don't have everyone's number, but I also don't have my social media anymore. So it's kind of like I'm in this uh, this funk to where, man, should I reactivate it or should I get back on it? And then when I thought about it and tried to, I forgot my password. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think um, a break a break for people is not a bad thing, you know. Oh yeah, man. I'm noticing more and more people are starting to do that. You can like deactivate for a while and then mm-hmm. reactivate and all that stuff. And I'm noticing. I, to be honest with you, man, I don't even plan on reactivating it. Yeah. Like I don't feel the need to even really like look at it and I figured, I think Instagram I was like I found myself waking up and going straight to it and I was like God, I, I, I called myself out and be like man why am I doing this yeah. why am I doing this yeah. and uh, I tried to follow like a lot of educational things like you know to kind of like wing myself away from any BS that I can come across Yeah, but um, yeah, it still happens man stuff pops up in your algorithms man. yeah, well, yeah that's, that's what I was saying the algorithm man we're our own worst enemy so if you stop and pause on the wrong thing just even for a second, they're just going to beam more of that into you, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how this shit all works. So, um, fuck, man, you watch a 10-second video of people rioting, that's all you're going to see, and you're going to think the whole fucking world's on fire, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people got to be careful with that shit. We're our own worst enemy. I found, um, so what I did to try to combat some of that, because of, because of the podcast and the platform, like, it's hard for me to step away. Um, mm-hmm. But I started following as many accounts from sort of opposing sides as I can to balance yeah. that out, you know, so that yeah. as I'm scrolling through whatever I'm scrolling, like it'll feed, um, sort of both arguments. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure how well it's working. Um, but you know, I can't, I can't, I, so I mean, there's days I just want to be totally unplugged, you know? So I feel, I mean, I know everybody, everybody feels that. So I don't blame you, man. If you don't, it, you don't need it, it and don't, don't have it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't stress though looking at both sides is it yeah does it make you feel kind of stressed? absolutely does yep um uh i'm just i, I don't want to be a hateful person you know and i don't want to judge people but yeah. that's all you see um it's hard to get sucked into that stuff you know like yeah but i you know this podcast helps me stay balanced you know it's like this is almost like therapy for me man yeah, yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me. Yeah. Just being able to talk, talk with my guys, talk with vets, share their stories. You know, um, that matters more to me than the fucking stupid shit I see on Facebook. Because some of it I don't even think is real. You know, I don't even know how real it is. You know. Um, yeah. So, try not to worry about it, man. Um, but yeah, I'd be lying if uh, 
certain things, you know, everybody, um, I think everybody could find something that'll trigger them the fuck up on the internet. You know, I just, I just you're going to get offended by something at some point. Um, I'm just trying to, I try not to give people power over me like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I guess if you, if you go looking for it, you know, you're going to, you're going to find it. I always say, man, like my, my, some of my guys are shout out to my, my crew, my boys, they're fucking conspiracy people, dude. I'm like, if if, if you're <laughs> looking for one, you're going to find it. Oh yeah. They're fun. It's fun in games. It's fun to have, it's fun to talk about sometimes, but, um, you know, these conspiracy people, they make fucking incredible arguments because they're looking so hard. And that's fine, you know. Um, I'm with it. It's fun. And then when people sort of prove you wrong, just accept it and move on, you know. But <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like me and my guy Billy, we talk about ghosts. Tommy talks about like the fucking Mandela effect and all this weird shit. Like uh, I don't know, man. I, I the, people only have so much fucking bandwidth. You know what I mean? Like how how many rabbit holes can you let your mind go into? Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, dude, I want to focus right now on veterans and, and playing some golf and my kids and my wife. That's all I really want to focus on, you know? Um, yeah. Not fucking conspiracy theories that I'll never be able to prove one way or the other, you know? Just, I don't know, man. You know, it's like, ghost, ghost, that's an interesting one. Ghost is an interesting one. My boy, my uh, boy Billy is, um, he's into ghosts, bro. Like, um, like a lot, a lot into ghosts. And I'm, I'm more so, I'm more so of alien, you know, I'm thinking about, I think about like, uh, alien you know like um, people think that's what's next people think the aliens are looking down on us like you stupid motherfuckers like we need to have oh aliens. yeah man they think i mean i feel stupid i feel stupid being a human like the fact that we have to talk about <laughs> race you know it's like it's just, I, I think sometimes we should feel stupid like yeah. really we're this emotionally advanced and this is the dumb shit we we focus on um, yeah so yeah I mean, I see like the dude, the internet memes I think are fucking hilarious, but they also tell you sort of where people's minds are at because you'll start to see the trends and like, mm-hmm. like everybody's focused on like what's next. And there's some people that are like fucking doomsdayers and they're like, oh, the, the fucking volcano, the underground volcano in, in Wyoming is going to explode. And if that happens, I'm fucked. I'm so dead. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. at the same time, other people are like, no, it's aliens, you know, because it, c- conveniently before the fucking, or right around the pandemic and then before all this shit, like, uh, the DOD released those UFO videos and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, like they just drop these nuggets to get people focused on other shit. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not, dude, I don't know. I'm not an alien guy. I'm not a ghost guy. Um, but at the same time, I'll say like, I don't need to see or touch a million dollars to know that it exists, you know? Yeah. So I don't always know where I'm at with it, but um, again, I just, I just, I don't give too much of my time to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't give a lot of my time to it as well, but I, I look at it more so of like, uh, you know, like an obvious thing. Like it's got it. There has to be, you know. And if there isn't, if there isn't, then uh, that's just a strange thing. Yeah. The fact that there's more, there's more galaxies and the grains of sands on our Earth, it, there has to be something else out there, you yeah. know. So right. Uh, maybe it, maybe it's just multiverse. Maybe it's just a mirror of all of us, like who we are but just like in multiple mirrors yeah. and maybe things are happening maybe in the, you know, further in the mirror, something's happening 20 minutes ahead and the other one maybe a few days ahead or I don't know. But Dude, I'm going to bring you in on one of the shit shows, man. Cause my boys will have fun talking to you about the shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have, we're going to have to hook up cause we'll let, we'll let that conversation ride a bit. Um, oh yeah. I just, I Definitely. can't, I can't give them enough, you know? So I, I'm yeah. going to have to bring in some support. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I, it's dude, honestly, like I always talk shit and I laugh, but it's fascinating to me, um, to watch people talk about it. Um, yeah. cause they're so convicted and it means it's, it's a thing for them. You know, it's such a thing for them. Like, mm-hmm. um, and while I don't necessarily agree or believe or whatever, like, um, they do and it means something to them, you know? So like, I'm, I'm with it. Like, all right, let's talk about it. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be like a hundred percent invested in shit to, to see the value for other people, you know? Oh yeah. As long as, as long as you have the, the, the mental capacity to, to try to understand, then, you know, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. At least try to try to, you know, look at it from a perspective, but still also stand firm in what you believe. Right. Yeah, man. I, I totally agree, dude. Totally agree. This has been a good one, dude. Thanks for jumping on. Oh, yeah. Talking, man. I'm, I'm glad we... Of course, man. Super glad. Uh, yeah, I just was like, should I reach out? Should I not reach out? You know? And because, uh, I, again, I, I definitely... Know, it was a, it was pro- a noticeable absence, I think, because um, we're, we're so highly connected with mutual friends uh, yeah. through, through, like, uh, you know, some of the social media stuff. So, yeah, I was thinking about you, man. I'm just glad we're we were able to hook up. I definitely want to get you back on a couple times if we can. Oh hell yeah, man! I'll be back. I'll be back. Well, uh, nope. we'll definitely. You know, I'm always gonna promote you if you once you get back in the in the game, so to speak. Hell yeah! <laughs> so what, are you, what are you thinking? What what's uh what do you think is is there right now? How are you feeling about that? Like your music and and maybe getting it going. Yeah, honestly, man, I'm I'm gonna um uh, I I found some production. You know, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna buy buy a few tracks, and once I you know put the money up for that, I gotta put some money aside for the studio, and then once that happens, I'm looking at probably by the fall. So you'll start like what are you? I mean, are you talking like you're gonna engineer and produce your own stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, start, start so by by the fall, I'll, I'll I'll probably have some at least something to give. Cool. By the fall. So it'll just be D. Charles like it always has been, right? It's just uh, like yes. all the stuff you've written and then you'll start putting. That's right. That's awesome. Dude, t- tell me a little bit quickly um, about your, you got some high production like trailers and YouTube stuff, man. How how did you fall into that? Are, are these friends of yours? Like what? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, my buddy, the last trailer that I showed you uh, was a trailer that I made actually in 2017. And, you know, with the, with the hopes that I was going to, you know, follow, follow through with the, you know, but then life happens. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's my buddy, the narrow films. Yeah. He does a lot of production out in uh, Chicago. So he does a lot of, you know, he records a lot of artists and shoots their videos. Um, you know, me and him kind of, when we team up, it, it kind of, it's kind of different from his usual style of video making. Yeah. And, uh, uh, me and him kind of sat down and I was like, Hey, this is what I want. This is how I want to do it. This is how I want to shoot the trailer. So, and all he, you know, he just pretty much put the camera up and, started filming yeah. uh but yeah it was a trailer for the uh album slowly but surely yeah it's so it was so it, dude it's so well done i mean and your music is so well done and like i know, Thanks, you've, been, know you've invested a lot like you were copywriting your stuff weren't you weren't you taking like all the extra steps that um oh yeah yeah i had to i had to put it on like itunes doing it right dude like you know that was legit yeah, man. I actually had a, for my first album, I had a, you know, the artist, uh, this band in, uh, in, uh, in the UK. Yeah. They're called the uh, Submotion Orchestra. And uh, they, they're like a huge jazz band out there. And uh, I had kind of sampled their production. And uh, it, was, it was great, man. 
Yeah. Uh, I had to write steps for that. Well, yeah, they're they're a freaking awesome jazz band. Are your videos still up on YouTube? I think they are, aren't they? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. Some of them are still up there. So everybody, jump on and jump on YouTube. And look up D. Charles and and check out his stuff, man. You see, you'll see. Uh, if you've been to Chicago, you see some familiar sites. Probably, I used to. I, I did used to kind of laugh though because I, there's a couple things in those videos that maybe I noticed that other people don't. Um, uh, and I remember we talked about it. <laughs> like, like, yo, yo, man, like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, like maybe let's be careful. But yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I, I mean, I don't know. Looking back on it now, I, I don't even know if maybe I made a bigger deal out of it. Like, who the fuck would even be noticed? You know, notice that shit. Probably just me. But. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah i'm glad to hear you're gonna get back to it though man like um i told you kind of where i'm at with the uh, the one swing thing and just wanting to help people and uh but yeah. one swing is so much more man it's like you said it's one mic one lyric you know one verse one beat whatever one you know one whatever what is your one what is your one thing you know and uh i know for you it's definitely music man i just hope you you know i just can't wait to hear um the evolution you know and oh yeah and see you start. trust me man trust me uh it's not just hyping it up it's you know it talks about you know um for slowly surely it's kind of like a more of a conscious style so i have you know i'm I'm speaking more about like you know starts off with uh the skits of the albums like you know city city poetry so it's kind of like a raw acapella with the city background noise yeah. and i'm just kind of doing some some poetry over that background noise and then it leads to the you know next songs, yeah. and that one pretty much has like a like I said like a poetry style, but it's more conscious. And then I have some other work where I'm kind of showing off my my lyrics, my lyricism, you know, some more of my rap style. I, I, I'm showing that off, and then that's about you know it's about forty something songs, not not all at once, but you know yeah. separating the albums, you know, it's it's about forty songs. I'm excited for so, it. So, uh, oh yeah, man, it's gonna be great. Can't wait to can't wait to see you. I was always happy for you because I, I know how hard you were working on it. And uh, like it was a uh, lots of people have hobbies, man. But it was clear, like I mean, call it a hobby or whatever. But it was pretty clear, like this is something you were gonna really pursue and and do great with. You know, much yeah. like, much like a podcast, man. I mean, you know, I don't make any money doing this, dude. I'm just a, I'm just happy to do it and talk with veterans and and help people learn about T. Charles, man. That's where I'm at. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, man. All right, dude. Um, take care. I know, um, we didn't talk about, uh, what you're doing now and uh, maybe later on we'll, we'll get into it, but, um, I know, you know, let's just say stay safe and keep those around you safe. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big things. Yeah. It's all love, man. All right, bud. Um, thanks for having this conversation with me, man. I think, uh, like I told you on the phone and just reconnected, man, I think, um, you and I have a connection that I think a lot of people can learn from personally absolutely the more and more we talk and the deeper we go so definitely look to have you back that's no doubt man all right bro all right bud i'll talk to you all right